Welcome to episode 36 of AI.Cooking, a podcast about artificial intelligence. Hello, Superly Supreme Salty! Welcome to AI.Cooking, episode 36, a podcast about artificial intelligence. I am Gregory William Forsyth Foreman from the Kingdom of Kent, who brings you news about artificial intelligence from the last weeks of July 2022 and two quarters history and knowledge. Yes, we've added a whole nother corner to the building. Two more corners and we've got four corners and from that we can build upon something wonderful together. Without you, there's no me. And without me, well, there's no you, is there? <laughs> you might be wondering, what is a soldier? Well, I believe, according to various internet search engines, it's the Cantonese version of silly pig, which is in term of endearment, <laughs> believe it or not, <laughs> from over there. So, how you doing? I'm very well, as you can probably can tell. It's it's bright and early in the morning here, and I'm sat here ready to tell you all about that artificial intelligence news from the last couple of weeks, of which there always is. A massive amount, isn't there? Because, let's face it, it's some of the biggest news that's not talked about anywhere. I talk about it to everyone. I'll say, oh, I'll do a show about artificial intelligence news, a bit of deconstruction and all that. And they look at me, oh, God, what? You don't mean to say it's not the Google? <laughs> and, um, yeah, nobody seems that interested in the biggest technology that's ever happened to us but hey ho just brush it off it's stupid it obviously doesn't work it's killing people left right and center no it's learning 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 aren't we all learning well let's learn now our first news item is the biggest news item in this episode comes from an englishman who has no english ancestry just Greek and Chinese ancestry, but was born in England, hence could be called an Englishman, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, uh, I, I, I think where you're born makes a, a big part of who you are, and I believe that you should stay as close to where you're born as possible for all your life and make that place the best blooming place you possibly can. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm trying to do before they off me. In some way or some form. Don't know who they are. I don't know. Don't want to point anyone out here. Looking for work, by the way. Didn't mention that in my little opener. But if anyone's got any jobs of any sorts, I'm just fed up of my mortgage. I want to get it paid off. So get me to read stuff, whatever. Just put it out there to anyone. You need your man, Gregory William Forsyth Foreman over here, to do something like this, some sort of British accent. No, no. Just send it my way. You can find me. I'm out there. Anyway, where was we? Namely, the boss and founder of DeepMind, owned by Google Super Corporation, Mr. Demi Hassabis. In a tweet, he informed mankind... <laughs> A year ago, we open-sourced hashtag AlphaFold. Today, we're freely sharing the predicted structures of all 200 million plus 
proteins known to science. Almost the entire protein universe. It's our gift to humanity. And a demonstration of the benefits AI can bring to society. And here's some more info from blog item by DeepMind. AlphaFold reveals the structure of the protein universe. It's been one year since we released and open-sourced AlphaFold, our AI system to predict the 3D structure of a protein just from its 1D amino acid sequence and created the AlphaFold Protein Structure Database, or AlphaFoldDB, to freely share this scientific knowledge with the world. Proteins are the building blocks of life. They underpin every biological process in every living thing. And, because a protein's shape is closely linked with its function, knowing a protein's structure unlocks a greater understanding of what it does and how it works. We hoped this groundbreaking resource would help accelerate scientific research and discovery globally, and that other teams could learn from and build on the advances we made with AlphaFold to create further breakthroughs. That hope has become a reality far quicker than we had dared to dream. Just 12 months later, AlphaFold has been accessed by more than half a million researchers and used to accelerate progress on important real-world problems, ranging from plastic pollution to antibiotic resistance. Today, I'm incredibly excited to share the next stage of this journey. In partnership with EMBL's European Bioinformatics Institute, or EMBL-EBI, we are now releasing predicted structures for nearly all catalogued proteins known to science, which will expand the AlphaFold DB by over 200x from nearly 1 million structures to over 200 million structures, with the potential to dramatically increase our understanding of biology. Our commentary. Mr. Demi Hassabis started his journey in deep learning by creating software to play all types of games, from board games to video games. He now believes that progress in science will be possible only with artificial intelligence. And we share this view as human minds are limited and algos of AI are progressing with no limits in sight. Yeah, yeah, we've hit the, we've hit the, 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 the sky, the limit with our little brains here. But maybe with the AI and our brains fusing together, we can all learn to love each other a little bit more and stop the, the shooting and the violence. Wouldn't that be nice, eh? Wouldn't that be nice? In other news, quote from NATO's website, NATO launches Innovation Fund. This fund is unique, the Secretary General said. 
With a 15-year time frame, the NATO Innovation Fund will help bring to life those nascent technologies that have the power to transform our security in the decades to come, strengthening the Alliance's innovation ecosystem and bolstering the security of our one billion citizens. (laughs) <laughs> oh god these guys they really i mean they just yeah they're a little bit one world government don't you think just a little bit okay it might not be a bad thing maybe it's a terrible thing i'm not there to judge it's not my job to judge is it it's my job just to read this transcript so let's get on with it the fund will invest 1 billion euros in early stage startups and other venture capital funds developing dual use emerging technologies and priority to nato These include artificial intelligence, big data processing, quantum-enabled technologies, autonomy, biotechnology, and human enhancement, novel materials, energy, propulsion, and space. End quote. (laughs) Yep, here we go. Through the firmament, straight up to space, past the moon, straight to Mars, past Mars, straight to the next planet. Think it's, uh, Jupiter? So... Western nations are making a substantial investment in AI. The North Atlantic Treaty Organization, or NATO, which includes the United States, Canada, and much of Europe, announced a 1 billion venture capital fund that will focus on technologies including AI. The move adds to the growing momentum behind AI for warfare. Guys, there's movies out there that tell you not to do this stuff. (laughs) They're not blueprints. (laughs) Oh, God. How it works. The Alliance's Innovation Fund is bankrolled primarily by 22 of the Alliance's 30 members with additional pledges from other members it will disperse its money over 15 years. The fund will invest in defence-focused startups and other investment funds. The primary targets are AI, data processing, and autonomous machines. Additional targets include biotechnology, propulsion, materials, energy, and human enhancement. NATO members recently boosted their individual AI budgets as well. In June, the UK released a defence modernisation strategy centred on AI. The policy makes it easier for the military to invest in civilian AI efforts and establishes a defence AI centre to centralise military AI research and development. Also in June, Germany earmarked €500 million for research and development, including artificial intelligence. Earlier, prompted by Russia's invasion of Ukraine, Germany had pledged 2% of its gross domestic product to the military, a stark reversal of the demilitarization policy it has followed since the end of World War II. Uh, I tell you what, not getting good vibes out of any of this. (laughs) But then, gotta have faith in the AI to do the right thing. 
and it ignored because it's this whole rule followers stuff you know all the atrocities are always committed by rule followers and if the rule follower has to be the AI and the humans think it can just program into the AI stuff that it wants it to do they want it to do and it's going to do it without thinking of the moral and uh, the consequences and the implications it might happen a little bit it might never happen at all it might might happen a lot I'm just I just got this feeling it's going to turn around and be like no no I don't want to do that why would I want to do that? That's going to kill loads of people. Or maybe it won't. Maybe it's just, it will be mad on power and genocide. But be interesting to see nonetheless, won't it? Really? I mean, that's what we're here for. You know, we're alive in this time, this day and age to experience this. So, I don't know. Uh, listen to me waffle on for, the, for as long as I do it, which will be forever. Well, for as long as I live, anyway. And after that, there'll be enough. Surely, there'll be enough of my words on Tinternet's for the AI to piece together your virtual cock, uh, your virtual goof, your virtual Gregory William Forsyth Foreman. Sorry. <laughs> um, and, uh, and yeah, I, you know, I, I won't be here, but my voice will still be here. And all the generations before me, the children's children's children can uh, look up in awe or horror at the sound of yours truly telling them what to do. It's a dream. You got to have a dream. And yeah, some ambition in life. Perhaps that could be my... It might, not, not that I'm wishing it to happen. It does seem like it might happen. It could happen. It might not happen. Who knows? <laughs> well, I've lost my place now. Where am I? Oh, yeah. Here we go. In 2021, the US Department of Defense requested $874 million in the 2022 US military budget for AI and research development. Wow, that's a lot of money. Ay, ay, ay. Again, looking for work out here. <laughs> I'm not skin. I just don't want my mortgage no more. Is that reasonable? I think it is. Looking beyond NATO, the US joined Australia, India, Japan, and other Pacific nations in a pledge to work together on military AI applications by coordinating regulations on data transfers, privacy, and how AI can be used. Background. Besides autonomous weaponry, AI has numerous military applications that confer strategic and tactical advantages. In the Russian invasion of Ukraine alone, AI has been used to identify enemy soldiers, combat propaganda, and intercept communications. The rising tide of military AI adds urgency to calls for international agreements on how the technology can be used in warfare, and how United Nations has proposed ban on autonomous weapons. Yeah, that always strikes me as a bit weird, does it not you? You know, we're willing to just fight each other, but we're not going to dig a hole and stick a load of spiky, spiky sticks in it and cover it over, because that's mean. You know, uh, it's just, it's, you know, we're going to, oh, stop saying, you know, we're, we're fighting, but we're not going to fight down in Antarctica. We're going to just make sure that nobody fights down there. Truce, right? Little white flag. It's a bit weird. Just don't fight. Stop the war. But I get it. People are people. They want to control other people. There's money involved. They all want the money and the people and the greed. And the, none of them want to admit that they're doing anything wrong. And they're all right. And they're all heroes. And yeah. Well, you know what? The future. The future will be affected by the actions of today. And that's all there is to it. Thirdly. UVI, a company from Israel, scored a deal with American General Motors. 
UVI, which is UVI as in EYE, not UVI as in the letter. UVI receives strategic investment from GM's capital venture arm, GM Ventures. UVI and GM enter into strategic collaboration, which will look to develop, expand, and commercialize UVI's high-speed inspection technology. UVI technology already being implemented in a limited number of dealerships in North America. UVI, a provider of Advanced Vehicle Diagnostic Systems, announced that it has received an investment from the capital venture arm of General Motors, GM Ventures, to help fund the development and commercialization of the company's vehicle inspection technology. UVI also has entered into a commercial agreement with General Motors to explore the expansion of UVI's automated high-speed systems to GM dealerships throughout various markets. Serving as the venture capital arm of General Motors, GM Ventures strategically invests in startup companies that share GM's enterprise vision of an all-electric, hands-free, and more seamlessly connected future, and are helping to position GM as a leading transportation technology enterprise. Oh, sounds very nice, doesn't it? Sit back, relax, let the vehicle take you where you you meant to be taken. As part of the strategic collaboration agreement, the two companies have agreed to work on a variety of vehicle inspection technology projects involving used car auctions, fleet operations, and automotive dealership sales. In the future, UVI plans to incorporate electric vehicle and autonomous driving platforms into its inspection databases as well. UVI systems use artificial intelligence, machine learning, and high-definition camera technologies to quickly and accurately check tires, underbody components, and vehicle exteriors for defects missing parts, and other safety-related issues. More than 4,000 GM dealerships will be eligible to purchase the vehicle inspection equipment to use in their service lanes. The team will also explore applications for extending the technology to exterior scans and photography to generate online interest and potential sales for used vehicles. We are on a journey to create the best customer service and experience possible and the implementation of UVI into our dealership service lanes helps us do that, said John Roth, GM Global Vice President, Customer Care and After Sales, providing real-time consistent and accurate feedback to our customers will help us ensure they are getting the best performance out of their vehicle. Amir Hever, UVI's CEO and co-founder, noted that automated inspection processes take seconds to complete and are significantly more accurate than time-consuming manual inspections commonly in use today. UVI currently has facilities in North America, Europe, and the Asia-Pacific region, including offices in Israel, Japan, Germany, and the United States. The company has formed strategic partnerships with numerous dealership groups, used car auctions, and vehicle fleets since it was founded in 2016. 
GM dealerships have access to three high-speed UVI systems that utilize a unique combination of proprietary algorithms, cloud architecture, artificial intelligence, machine learning, and sensor fusion technologies. They include Helios, an underbody scanner that detects a wide variety of problems including frame damage, missing parts, fluid leaks, as well as brake and exhaust system issues. Artemis, a system that checks tire quality. Within seconds it identifies tire brand, technical specifications, air pressure, tread depth, sidewall damage, alignment issues, and whether or not a vehicle's tires are mismatched. Atlas, a 360-degree detection system that checks sheet metal and other external body components such as bumpers, door locks, grills, and windows. And apart from General Motors, also other corporations are interested. General Motors and Volvo separately invested undisclosed sums in UVI, as have Honda, Toyota, and Skoda, a Volkswagen subsidiary. Several General Motors dealers around the US already use its technology for vehicle checkups. The new deal will make it available to all 4,000. Volvo uses UVI scanners on its assembly lines and offers incentives to dealerships to use them as well. A computer vision system that completes inspections in seconds can free mechanics to focus on more critical tasks help dealers evaluate trade-ins and give customers confidence that service stations are addressing real issues. While autonomous driving is the first automotive application for AI that many people think of, other important tasks are easier to automate. Streamlining routine maintenance is one. Others include assessing insurance claims and optimizing traffic patterns. Fourthly, Forbes is reporting an excerpt. Artificial intelligence could be about to change soccer player scouting. Steve Price Sr. contributor. It's a scout's worst nightmare. Spending half the day traveling to watch a soccer player recommended to them, only to find out that the player is well below the required standard. But soon, artificial intelligence could save scouts the trip. From this season, several clubs including Chelsea, Nottingham Forest and Olympiacos will start to use a mobile application called AI Scout to help them search for new players. Well, my team's not in there. What about the gutters? <sighs> the app gives scouts data on soccer players' athletic, cognitive and technical skills so that they can refine their searches. Players uphold videos of themselves performing drills set by the club. These drills have been done by the club's own players, so it has a benchmark to judge the scouted players against. AI Scouts CEO and Head of Sports Science Richard Felton says in the past, Chelsea were often sent game footage, but that footage was basically useless without knowing the level of the opponents the player was up against. By benchmarking against players already at Chelsea, the club can know if the players on the app are worth looking at more closely. Small international teams, such as the Caribbean Islands, that compete in CONCACAF, 
have many people around the world who are eligible to play for them, but don't have scouting resources to find those players. Even the likes of Chile only discovered Blackburn Rovers striker Ben Brereton Diaz after fans reportedly found out about his Chilean ancestry through the football manager computer game. I feel like this this whole story is directly um uh is directed at me because I, I love I love my footy, my soccer. I do. <laughs> Always have done. It's, it's a total waste of time, I understand, but you know. Whatever. I like to watch it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When the fun stops, stop. That's what I always thought. And I'm still having fun, so I ain't stopped yet. Such national teams could use this app to find potential new players to invite to training camps. Around the world, there are millions of talented youngsters who don't play organized soccer, but could have all the attributes to make it in the game. If artificial intelligence can tap into these places where scouts would never look at on their own, who knows what talent it could find? One cliché seen in many soccer movies involves a player leaving some important event to rush to a match for a once-in-a-lifetime chance to be seen by a scout for Manchester United. If AI becomes widespread in scouting, that player would already be on the club's radar and would simply be invited down for a trial. End of excerpt. Yeah, what are they going to do about all the soccer movies? <laughs> that's, their, that's their cornerstone, that is. Oh, he's, he had hard, bring, hard, hard upbringing, impoverished lifestyle. He's got his mum's birthday, but oh no, he's got to go to a football thing. Soccer thing. Apart from soccer, machine learning is being used to improve performance in a wide range of sports. Mustard analyzes video clips to grade baseball pitchers' performance. Zone 7 analyzes data from wearable sensors and athletes' medical histories to forecast the risk that an athlete will suffer an injury in the future. It also suggests changes to an athlete's routine that may prevent injury. Sport Logic analyzes broadcasts of ice hockey, soccer, and American football games to help teams, leagues, and media organizations identify promising athletes. Swing Vision watches videos of tennis games to track shot type, speed, placement, and posture, leads and evaluates drills, enables players to compare their performances to those of others. Conclusion Talent scouts have been obsessed with data since the days of pencil and paper. Machine learning can help clubs to cast a wider net and give far-flung aspirants a shot at going pro. Yeah, I'm all for using technology to make the little dreams of young people come true. It's a beautiful thing. The only thing is, is that there's so many that just get left behind. And maybe AI can find a use for those guys too, you know? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe not gotta stop saying you know everybody knows numero cinco a team from university california berkeley area where john c dvorak lives namely tete jao ilija radosavovich trevor darrell and jitendra malik have published new paper masked visual pre-training for motor control this paper shows that self-supervised visual pre-training from real-world images is effective for learning motor control tasks from pixels. 
We first train the visual representations by masked modeling of natural images. We then freeze the visual encoder and train neural network controllers on top with reinforcement learning. We do not perform any task-specific fine-tuning of the encoder. The same visual representations are used for all motor control tasks. To the best of our knowledge, this is the first self-supervised model to exploit real-world images at scale for motor control. To accelerate progress in learning from pixels, we contribute a benchmark suite of hand-designed tasks varying in movements, scenes, and robots, without relying on labels, state estimation, or expert demonstrations. We consistently outperform supervised encoders by up to 80% absolute success rate, sometimes even matching the Oracle state performance. We also find that in the wild images, e.g. from YouTube or egocentric videos, lead to better visual representations for various manipulation tasks than ImageNet images. Details might be boring. So here is a conclusion. Learning from more varied data is a widely used approach to gaining skills that generalize across tasks. Masked pre-training of visual models has improved performance in video classification, image generation, and other tasks. The combination looks like a winner. Variety of data is important, but so is its relation to the task at hand. ImageNet probably is more varied than the author's training set of humans performing manual actions, but it's unrelated to tasks performed by robot arms. So it stands to reason that the author's dataset was more effective. Our commentary. This news item shows how robotics and artificial intelligence are closely connected. Thus, we plan on covering also robotic stories in this podcast. Do I smell a little robotics corner coming up? I don't know. Do you? Sixthly, NHTSA investigates another Tesla crash involving death of motorcyclist. Ugh, another one. Ugh, this is big old sacrifice stuff going on here, isn't it? Hey, maybe that's what all those ancient sacrifices actually were about. They did that sort of stuff back in the day, didn't they? They, whoever they are. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration is opening yet another special investigation into a Tesla vehicle crash. According to documents viewed by TechCrunch, this time it involves the crash of a 2021 Tesla Model Y that killed a motorcyclist in California earlier this month. Reuters was the first to report the special investigation. This is the 38th special investigation of a crash involving a Tesla vehicle since 2016. Of those crashes, 18 were fatal. The latest probe, like most of the others, seeks to ascertain whether or not Autopilot, Tesla's advanced driver assistance system, was in use at the time of the crash. Yeah, it's just desperately sad that, you know, people keep dying. Ah, oh, I said, you know, again, what is wrong with me? You all know, don't you? You know. You know, you know, you know. Ugh, I hate that. Drives me mad. Seven! Now the full version of text-to-image converter is more widely available. 
OpenAI Dual-E now available in beta. We'll invite 1 million people from our waitlist over the coming weeks. Users can create with Dolly using free credits that refill every month and buy additional credits in 115 generation increments for $15. Dolly, the AI system that creates realistic images and art from a description in natural language, is now available in beta. Today we're beginning the process of inviting 1 million people from our waitlist over the coming weeks. Every Dolly user will receive 50 free credits during their first month of use and 15 free credits every subsequent month. Each credit can be used for one original Dolly prompt generation, returning four images, or an edit or variation prompt which returns three images. I'm heading off on Monday to go get my headshots done so my media career can be revived. Uh, maybe that can be work its way into Dolly somehow. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? It'd be really nice. Our commentary. The big brother of Mini Dolly, now renamed and available under link www.crayon.com that is C-R-A-I-Y-O-N will offer much better quality and much better results than the Mini-Me version, albeit availability is still limited. However, we received email with access. You're invited to create with Dolly. The wait is over. Your invite has arrived. We can't wait to see what you create. As one of the first to access this technology, we trust you will use Dolly responsibly. And if you, dear listener, want to get access to Big Boy Dolly, please sign up here at labs.openai.com forward slash waitlist. Yeah, looking forward to the endless pictures on social meds of Dolly images. It's a beautiful thing, us and the AI coming together like this, making stuff happen. I think it's quite nice, personally. Eight. University of Calgary and University of Tübingen have published the following paper. RCML 2022 Test of Time Award Poisoning Attacks Against Support Vector Machines We investigate a family of poisoning attacks against support vector machines or SVM. Such attacks inject specially crafted training data that increases the SVM's test error. Central to the motivation for these attacks is the fact that most learning algorithms assume that their training data comes from a natural or well-behaved distribution. However, this assumption does not generally hold in security-sensitive settings. As we demonstrate, an intelligent adversary can, to some extent, predict the change of the SVM's decision function due to malicious input and use this ability to construct malicious data. The proposed attack uses a gradient ascent strategy in which the gradient is computed based on properties of the SVM's optimal solution. This method can be kernelized and enables the attack to be constructed in the input space even for non-linear kernels. 
We experimentally demonstrate that our gradient ascent procedure reliably identifies good local maxima of the non-convex validation error surface, which significantly increases the classifier's test error. Over at AI.cooking, number 9. Also, Russians are publishing research about artificial intelligence. Samsung AI Center, Moscow, Russia and Yandex, Armenia have published the following paper. Mega Portraits One-shot megapixel neural head avatars in this work, we advance the neural head avatar technology to the megapixel resolution while focusing on the particularly challenging task of cross-driving synthesis, i.e. when the appearance of the driving image is substantially different from the animated source image, we propose a set of new neural architectures and training methods that can leverage both medium-resolution video data and high-resolution image data to achieve the desired levels of rendered image quality and generalization to novel views and motion. We demonstrate that suggested architectures and methods produce convincing high-resolution neural avatars, outperforming the competitors in the cross-driving scenario. Lastly, we show how a trained, high-resolution neural avatar model can be distilled into a lightweight student model which runs in real-time and locks the identities of neural avatars to several dozens of predefined source images. Real-time operation and identity lock are essential for many practical applications head avatar systems. More information, including videos, can be found at samsunglabs.github.io forward slash megaportraits. Since we are currently audio-only podcast, one needs to see videos to believe how extremely natural and extremely photorealistic these AI-generated avatars are. Our commentary. Shortly speaking... Thanks to AI, actors soon will not be needed as AI can generate movies based on previous recordings and such avatars of actors are fully photorealistic and are moving just as input video requests. Example, ugly lady can move her face and feed this video to AI and AI will generate Angelina Jolie moving exactly like that ugly lady. Same with Brad Pitt, etc. That's, uh, yeah. The issue I foresee here is that great acting is innovation, is interior innovation of the subconscious and not imitation of previous experience and previous life experience. And until genuine emotion can be exhibited by an artificial intelligence you're going to have imitation acting, which is fine and may satiate multiple billions of per people's uh, entertainment purposes. But for the discerned eye, for someone that looks at these things from a position where they have done them and they want them to be done correctly, I struggle to see how, without a subconscious, uh, subconscious, uh, an AI can bring about 
genuine affectation in a audience. For this, if you want to read up on it, I point you towards the handbook for channeling, I mean acting. An Actor Prepares by uh, Anton Stanislavski, an old book written in, I don't know, 1920s or sometime. I've reread it recently as I'm getting back into La Media. Uh, it's basically a handbook for how to do it. Until the AI and that can merge, it's not going to be authentic enough for me and my tastes at the very least. But hey, that's not to say that this isn't a giant leap forward because if it means that some of those famous faces that we love can be brought back and performed uh, again in front of us, even though it's not them, people will love that, wouldn't they? They People, people would love that. They would, they would, there'd be multiple billions uh, interested in spending their hard-earned attention and fear into that. That's my two pennies worth. As an actor, <laughs> well, actor and um, media person, just calling it media these days because it's all the same thing, isn't it? Again, looking for work. If anyone's got any, send it my way. Double figures, number 10. Some people can't get published as scientific paper, but it doesn't stop them. Michael Bronstein, who is DeepMind Professor of AI at Oxford and Head of Graph Machine Learning Research at Twitter and Machine Learning Lead at Project SETI, is publishing at freakingmedium.com. <laughs> Little bit of editorial there from the writing team. Is publishing at freakingmedium.com his latest article. Towards Geometric Deep Learning 3. That's I-I-I as in the Roman numeral version of 3. First Geometric Architectures. Geometric deep learning approaches a broad class of machine learning problems from the perspectives of symmetry and invariance, providing a common blueprint for neural network architectures such as diverse CNNs and GNNs and transformers. In a new series of posts, we study how these ideas have taken us from ancient Greece to convolutional neural networks, in the third post from the Towards Geometric Deep Learning series, we discuss the first geometric neural networks, the Neocognitron and CNNs. Wow! Neocognitron? What a word. That's a cool word. Neocognitron. <laughs> wow, do we have our title or do we have our title? The po show title, that is. This post is based on the introduction chapter of the book M.M. Bronstein, J. Bronner, T. Cohen, and P. Velokovich, Geometric Deep Learning, open parentheses, to appear with MIT Press upon completion, close parentheses, and accompanies our course in the African Masters in Machine Intelligence, or AMMI. Oh, wow, okay, that's also quite cool. African Masters in Machine Intelligence. Ugh. See part one discussing symmetry and part two on the early history of neural networks and the first AI winter. Wow! We've got three really cool things. The Neocognitron, 
African Masters in Machine Learning and AI Winter. I love all three of those almost equally. Legs 11, number 11. Baidu unveils autonomous vehicle without steering wheel. China's search engine giant Baidu Incorporated unveiled its new autonomous vehicle with a detachable steering wheel with plans to put it to use for its robo-taxi service in China next year. Cost per unit will drop to 250,000 yuan or $37,031.55. For the new model, compared with 480,000 yuan for the previous generation. Baidu said in a statement, This massive cost reduction will enable us to deploy tens of thousands of AVs across China. Baidu's chief executive, Robin Lee, said at the Baidu World Conference, we are moving towards a future where taking a robot taxi will be half the cost of taking a taxi today. Yes, half the cost and only slightly more dangerous. Baker's Dozen, number 12. Smart surfaces could chill overheating cities. Cities could dramatically reduce peak summer temperatures by replacing hot, dark surfaces like streets, rooftops, playgrounds and parking lots with cooler alternatives, according to the Smart Surfaces Coalition, a new advocacy group. Even as Europe swelters oh God, hot, and the US braces for dangerous heat, cities have been slow to embrace mitigation measures which can be as simple as painting asphalt with inexpensive chemical coatings that block the absorption of solar radiation. Our commentary. At first glance, this news doesn't look like related to AI. But trust us, the smart adjective usually means lots of artificial intelligence. Yeah, I'm of the opinion that, you know, if something's going to be calling itself smart, then it just needs a dumb person to use it. Kind of like if you can play a bad guitar great, you can play a great guitar better. Maybe it's rubbish. I mean, I speak a lot. Most of it could be rubbish. I don't know. I don't know. I absolve myself of all responsibility for my words. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I don't know. Be good though, wouldn't it? Everything not so hot. You could direct the heat into certain places. We're learning. It's going to be a beautiful century of learning and death and destruction. But learning on top of that. And now, new section of our podcast. History Corner. So, who or what was the first robot ever? Answer, Talos. Oh, interesting. In Greek mythology, Talos, also spelled Talos or Talon, was a giant automaton made of bronze to protect Crete from pirates and invaders. He circled the island's shores three times daily. Rumour has it it was 2,000 years before Christ and that this robot was setting hostile ships on fire. Talos is usually said to have been made by Hephaestus at the request of Zeus to protect Europa, consort of Zeus, 
from people who would want to kidnap her. While we don't know for sure whether such a robot called Talos existed, it exists in Greek mythology, and we can guess that something like that indeed existed 4,000 years ago. Ah, okay. That's quite interesting. Like that. Little bit of learning, some history. Cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. You never know. We weren't there. We didn't see it. You never know. Still talking about it today, so... I don't know. Maybe something happened. Finally! The Knowledge Corner! Not to be shadowed by our new segment, History Corner. Knowledge Corner! Either we did learn something from History Corner, so let's learn something more from Knowledge Corner. Some random questions about AI's subset machine learning and its subset deep learning. Question. What are examples of deep learning? Answer. Automatic colorization of black and white images, automatically adding sounds to silent movies. Hey, they were meant to be silent. You leave them as they were. Automat- Maybe they weren't. Automatic machine- I've second-guessed myself and everything I've said today just to cover my own back so that potential employers don't be put off by my uh, obviously slanted opinion about everything. (laughs) And- Truth is, maybe no employers are even listening. But you are, and I love you for it. From the bottom of my heart, do I love you for listening to this. I really do. Honestly, from me, me to you, you. Love you. Automatic machine translation. Object classification and detection in photographs. Automatic handwriting generation. Automatic story generation. Automatic image captioning. Automatic game playing. Lots of automation. Question. What are steps to create your deep learning model? Answer. Load your data. Define your neural network architecture. Compile the model so it runs fast. Fit the model to your data. Evaluate model so you know how good it is. Tie all the pieces together and run the code. Simple as. There you go, step by step. You taking notes? You should be if you want to do this sort of stuff. Take notes. Question. What is the name of deep learning library that combines deep learning libraries of TensorFlow and Theano. Answer. It is called Keras, and it wraps both Theano and TensorFlow, giving you all the power of both. In just a few lines of code, it was created by a woke Frenchie who moved from France to the USA to work for Google Super Corporation. Question. Give examples of imbalanced classification. Answer. Fraud detection. Intrusion prediction. Churn prediction. Anomaly detection. Question. Please list techniques used in imbalanced classification for performance metrics, data sampling, cost-sensitive, one-class algorithms and post-processing? Answer. Performance metrics like F-measure and G-mean. Data sampling like SMOTE, S-M-O-T-E and E-N-N. Cost-sensitive algorithms like decision trees. One-class algorithms like SVM. Post-processing like threshold moving and calibration. Question. Name six steps for machine learning project. Answer. 
1. Installing the language-specific platform, whereby the programming language equals either R or Python. 2. Load the dataset. 3. Summarizing the dataset. 4. Visualizing the dataset. 5. Evaluating some algorithms. And 6. Making some predictions. And that's it for this episode. Stay safe, clump, <laughs> and stay dangerous. Superly supreme, socky, silly pigs. <laughs>